You are listening to the Around Comics Book Club episode on JLA Avengers, brought to you by InStockTrades.com. This is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. But this is a special episode. This is our book club episode on JLA Avengers. And yeah. 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 yeah this is Tom's pick. Yep. I picked this. Way to go. I, I'm Christopher Neesman. Let me uh, introduce you to this uh, round table, which is Tom. It's really just a long table. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's between it, our both ends. It is just a rectangular table. Just, yeah, with it's, a, it's a long banquet table with you at one table. end and me at the other. We're yelling at each other from a, a very a long distance. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is our, our book club, JLA Avengers, which, uh, if, uh, if you've been playing along at home, was available through InStockTrades.com for 47% yeah. off the cover price. So it was, uh, I think $10.52 or something like that, which was a, a great price for that. Almost Great uh, deal. You missed out yeah. if you didn't get it. You, but uh, I think you can probably still snag it until tomorrow. So if this discussion yeah. uh, piques your interest or if you would like to come back and... Uh, uh, and listen or and read and if you would like to come back and listen to this yeah. after you read it then you certainly yeah. can but i tell you what tom what's up uh, let's yeah. jump in let's yeah. talk about let's the go. book uh there's a lot to talk about on this uh unlike a lot of our our other book club selections there's a lot of history that went into yeah. this into is this a straight book. up nerd book this, this is, is yeah. th- this is a straight up nerd book but there's also a lot of history in how this book finally came about which i think we can touch on a little bit later but let's talk about the uh, the meat of the actual graphic novel if oh, you will yeah, uh, the collected edition i see that we're both reading the giant hardcover oh that's yours oh i thought you would grab mine yes we no <laughs> this is mine no, i brought mine with me <laughs> yes we both have the uh, the now out of print deluxe edition which was yeah. i think a pre Cursor to DC's Absolute. Yeah, it's a little bit like the Absolute Edition, and it comes with um, same size slipcover. Yeah, yeah. And it comes with a bonus book of like uh, scripts and notes and all kind the history of of how this all came all came to be. So yes, if you the, ever see it at like a con, I mean the um, the Perez art is alone worth getting the big collected edition, and yeah, we, they finally put it out in trade. Which it had been solely missed. Yes. In trade for a long time, which was which was kind of disappointing because uh, Marvel may not have uh, embraced this as part of their continuity, but DC, especially if you've read stuff like Trinity, DC Kirby, has yeah. definitely kept this story in in its continuity, which I think is is very cool. Kurt Busiek has made a point of keeping mm-hmm. the event. Damn it! <laughs> the, the, sort of the end points, like the the very end of this, ties into a lot of stuff. Into his JLA run, into Trinity. Uh, so he, it's very much still a part of the uh, DC universe. Yes. DC canon. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the plot of the story, and then we'll get into uh, into our thoughts on, uh, on what we liked and maybe didn't like about it. Uh, it is, I mean, it in a way, it is the most stereotypical superhero book 
of all time. <laughs> yes. it, it, the story isn't it, it breaks no new ground in how you structure a superhero story. You have the heroes of the DC universe and the heroes of the Marvel universe, the JLA and the Avengers. Um, are brought together by the uh, match machinations of Krona mm-hmm. and uh, Game Master. Yes, yes, uh, the, grand, the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not as familiar with the Marvel cosmic characters, but uh, this is funny because that is in the wheelhouse of whenever I was growing up uh, reading Marvel yeah. comics. Is you know Contest of Champions. And oh yeah, is, yeah. So that's so the Grandmaster. It, it all fits right in there. And Krona's looking for the. Uh, nature of the universe, the nature of creation, and which has been a big part of his role in the DC universe since he first appeared. He was the character that sort of created the multiverse by accident. Mm-hmm. So he's looking for it. Uh, Grandmaster sets up some sort of bet to try and keep him from gathering the things necessary. And it, it ends up being kind of like a cartoon plot where yeah. it's like a G.I. Joe, that one G.I. Joe movie where they have to gather all the pieces, <laughs> you know. It's a, so, it's a superhero scavenger hunt. Yeah, so yeah. these uh, relics, these important items from the DC and Marvel Universe are spread amongst the DC and Marvel Universe. And we see the JLA and the Avengers meeting up and fighting each other, going to each other's universes searching for the pieces and that's sort of like the first third of the of the book is that and what 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 I like about it is that uh me as an old school Marvel fan you know that's what I grew yeah. up reading I was a Marvel kid and you were a DC kid um whenever you see the the 12 items of power that they have to yeah. that they have to track down there's six of them from the DC universe and six of them from the Marvel universe and I'm just like you know oh yeah the ultimate nullifier and the yeah. cosmic cube and you know I did the have infinity to look up gems. a couple of the Marvel ones I never knew what, I was like what is, what exactly I knew all the DC ones off the top of my exactly. head yeah, yeah. yeah I was like oh of course it's the the demon the things that keep the demons three the uh, wheel the bell and the jar you know you have all of that and yeah you see the G- JLA and the Avengers meet up they go to each other's universes you have sort of like the standard fare that you've had in a lot of the DC Marvel crossovers where you have individual characters sort of facing off against each other you have Captain America versus Batman you have Thor versus Superman you have the Flash versus Quicksilver and you have which wasn't much of a contest most of the time it's really funny because every time I saw the Flash just flat out punking Quicksilver I thought of you and had big old belly laughs about it and, and, oh, poor Quicksilver. And which Can't is, get any respect. It's funny because even um, if you read in the compendium, uh, in the in the um, the aborted, the, the original aborted yeah. JLA Avengers, that was, uh, what, 1980s they were going to do it. Early right? 80s with Conway yeah. writing it and yeah. uh, Perez was yeah. judged. Still, still yeah. Perez. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Mark Greenwald. Grunwald was the uh, current Avengers uh, editor and the the editor from DC would have been Conway would have been writing it, so I would imagine was it um, well Dick Giordano was the editor. He was an editor in chief at the time. So yeah, yeah so I'm, uh, I was trying to think who the um, uh, the overseeing editors would have been, but it's funny because shoot Jim Shooter even in one of his correspondence letters is like the race between Flash and Quicksilver is ridiculous because Flash can run at the speed of light and, and, and Quicksilver, and Quicksilver hasn't even close. broken the speed of sound. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, uh, there's a lot of that stuff in there. You know, Batman and Captain America are kind of have a standoff, and it's very that, that portion of it is sort of the standard fare that you've had in all these crossovers and that's sort of i think traditionally what fans of the dc marvel crossovers have always kind of wanted is like who would beat who in a fight so the first third of this book really sort of satisfies that portion of it and in a good way too because this whole book is kind of a celebration of just like superheroes are awesome and 
that's the whole point of it. It's not like, a, uh, you know, Marvel's better than DC or no. DC's better than Marvel. It's just like a big general celebration of both of them with all kinds of things tied in. And I think see, I think it was yeah. I think it was great for people that were just Marvel fans as an introduction to what is great yeah. about some of the DCU and vice versa. But I think even more than that, just fans of comics for the people that read JLA and read Avengers, it was just really awesome to see yeah. their all of their heroes together so i think there are three ways to approach it and it was beneficial no matter what kind of fan you 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 are yeah, or was, were it was very it was the simplest plot you could really have <laughs> yeah. and you just got a chance to play around with all the characters and see what all the characters can do and of course Perez draws these great scenes of of uh jla fighting terminus and um, that was awesome. And the Avengers fighting Starro, and these great panels and these great sequences of all this going on. And you see uh, Superman react to going to the Marvel universe and mm. pretty much saying that the Marvel superheroes are lazy. Why are they? You <laughs> this know, place like, is a mess. This place is horrible. <laughs> like, aren't they doing enough? And Captain America going to the. Sees them as DC like universe. fascist dictators. Yeah, like, yeah. They make everyone worship them. Yeah. And you get all these, you know, the fact that. The Flash doesn't understand the whole mutant thing when he gets in. He's like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> you know, he comes from a universe where people sort of love the heroes. And then yeah. the Avengers go to the DC universe and everyone asks for their autographs, uh, autographs after <laughs> they're like, Whoa, like, seriously? They're like not used to having that. You know, Quicksilver makes a joke about the Flash Museum and all this mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So you, you have a lot of that you know, um, playing is, to those It ideas. is kind of funny because speedsters are just absolutely revered in the DC. Yeah, no one gives a shit about quicksilver. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, you can run fast? Uh, no. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whatever. How sad for you. How, how sad, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and you're a mutant? Let me try and kill you. <laughs> and it, it, the way, you know, for me as a, a big DC fan was when I was a kid, it was very reminiscent of Crisis on Infinite Earths and the structure of it, mm -hmm. even from the beginning where we see a world, a universe being destroyed, is the exact same way that it was, yeah. That Crisis on Infinite Earth starts and we see the crime syndicate on a, on a world getting destroyed. You know, and it's it, it harkens back to sort of those big event type yeah. things of the eighties. Was it uh, was it uh, Archon? Yes. Yes, which is, uh, I remember him from a, an old X-Men issue, I think. Yeah, I mean, and just flipping through the giant edition and looking at just all the, the truly, you know, awesome art. And anytime yeah. you can get some Starro action. And you, you have Joe, you know, there's that great sequence where um, when the JLA is in the Marvel world and they're on that monster island and all the mm -hmm. giant monsters come out and Kyle Ray, it, they're all like Kirby Oh monsters. yeah, yeah. Fin and Kyle Rayner, yeah. you know, he's like, those are some great looking mon you know, those are some great looking <laughs> monsters, though, you know. And it, it's sort of so many, cheek, so yeah. many in jokes in this, but yeah, just uh, just the sheer spectacle. And and for those of you that got the the trade, um, it, it's a, it's a really fun story, and and I hope that you enjoyed it to your fullest. But um, we had mentioned the the deluxe edition, and seeing the George Perez art blown up at this size is is really breathtaking. I mean, there there are some absolutely beautiful scenes in this and and on the kind of the inverse of that how how minute his art can get it really helped with a lot of the smaller panels that he would kind of cram in there just out of necessity of of getting characters in so the the big deluxe edition is really yeah. a lot of fun to read and it's not just the fighting in the first third either because you have music does take time to have the characters the marvel and dc characters sort of interact in interesting sure. ways you know captain america is in the Batcave, and he's, 
you know, kind of bonds with Batman over the fact that Batman lost a, lost mm-hmm. a sidekick too, you know, yeah. just like he lost Bucky. Great, great character moments. And um, you could tell that, you know, and Perez is, is probably the best artist for this because he's, he's done both. And uh, well, did, did, Busick, Busick has had had written both at that. He has point. written. He had written Justice League, um, and he had written Avengers. Yeah, yeah. he was very familiar with. Yeah, with so both of so them. you had a creative team that obviously held both in, with a lot of reverence, and and you can see that there's a lot of love of all of the characters that are that are poured into it. So yeah, it's a you, you take a situation where and you know kind of once again with the compendium talking uh, about some of the memos that that Jim Shooter had sent to the the DC offices that. Whenever you look at this from a long view, nothing can change after this. There's mm-hmm. nothing that can be universe changing, and every confrontation between the heroes has to end in a stalemate, it, which was kind of true in this. It, there was multiple showdowns, so there's chances for everyone to kind of win and yeah. lose, you know, but it wasn't the only real one where it was like a stalemate was the Captain America Batman because they fig- they. Mm-hmm sort of tried to fight each other and then realized that they couldn't beat each other and that this was foolish. But, and there, were... but there was a, a in, in the comic book universe, yeah. you know, big picture, there was a huge concession there whenever Batman said, well, I guess you could beat, beat me, me if I gave you enough time. time. Yeah. You know, it's like, ooh. Oh, what happened? What <laughs> oh, happened there? Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong now. Yeah. So you, you get all those, you get all those, you know, the Thor-Superman fight mm-hmm. and... Uh, and it's it's you see tons and tons of characters in different locations, and you kind of take a tour of of both worlds, yeah, which is fun. And that's sort of the first portion of the book, and then it moves on to the part that I think was sort of the most fun portion of it. At a certain point, all the, 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 well, there were there were two halves. There was yeah. the there was the contest of champions, the yeah. superhero scavenger hunt, yeah. Yeah. and then there was the saving the universe. Yeah, which I, I love both halves for different reasons. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, the, my favorite portion of this book is they gather all the items. Krona double crosses Grandmaster. Grandmaster double crosses Krona, and something happens to the two universes yeah. where they're sort of end up melded together, as Grandmaster did uh, to trap. To trap Krona in, mm-hmm. in, in the worlds, and what ends up happening is, it's it, it, sort it, of it turns into the JLA J, JSA annual meetup. Yeah, except it's yeah. the Avengers live on one Earth, and mm-hmm. the JLA lives on one Earth, and all of yeah. their history has been changed. They know each other. They uh, it was the JLA JSA meetup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was this, except with the Avengers, and mm-hmm. with this portion of the book also gets into one of the things I think that uh, was very ambitious was the. Um, because the nature of the universe keeps changing, characters' costumes keep changing. You see just about every character in every um, version of their costume at some point, because the whole universe <laughs> is shifting. And we see uh, Barry Allen has come back, and Hal Jordan has come back, mm-hmm. and uh, constantly shifting around. But we see sequences where Hawkeye's hanging out with the JLA, and Black Canary is interested in him, and there's a little rivalry more than, between. More than interested, yeah. Green Arrow and <laughs> Hawkeye have a rivalry between uh-huh. each other, and it to me that was the most fun because it it really subverted kind of I think how most people see the meetup. Most people see the crossovers as like well, a fight you know, between them. And here, Black yeah. Canary already has a history of of jumping universes and getting into exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you see, we see the uh, Avengers on their Earth uh, fighting Brainiac, or just after they fought Brainiac, and you you see the annual uh, get together where they all meet up and they're all friends with each other, and it's a very interesting and funny way because you see how 
different characters interact. You know, the rivalry between Hawkeye and and um, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow, and you see, you know, Thor talking to everyone, and you have these great full panel sequences of like buffets. Where, you know, it's just a huge Perez sequence of everyone sitting around talking, the visions talking to Red Tornado, you know, the history of those two characters sure. being very much sort of similar characters that sort of played Senti- out each other. Yeah, sentient you know, androids. Yeah, playing out. And that's the thing, talking about the in-jokes, stuff like that, you know, there's a great part where Hawkeye's like, I recognize these guys, I recognize these guys. And then he's like, oh, I know, it's Squadron Supreme. Squadron Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, these guys are just Squadron Supreme ripoffs. Yeah, which I, was one of my favorite, because historically the Squadron Supreme was a playoff of the, the yeah, Justice the, the, League. Yeah, yeah. So you have all the characters, in, you, like Wonder Man, arm wrestling Wonder Woman, and sort of cute jokes uh, going on like that. But in this whole sequence, Superman and Captain America are the two that are unsettled by that what's going that, on. Know that something is wrong. Something is wrong. Yeah. Like they're they're so attuned to their own universes that this change has affected them. So and everyone else is like, oh no, this is you know this is just how things have always been. And it, it's very fun sequence because we get flashbacks to former adventures that they've had fighting against different foes, and it is <laughs> like. JLA Avengers, and of course everything. Are there, comes are there to some? Are there some? Um, and, and I'm not familiar enough with the original JLA Avengers stories, but um, was that kind of woven into that part where they actually, you know, some of the some of the the um, the past encounters kind of mirrored what what they were well, going to do I in mean, the original? Like Kang, I know Kang the Conqueror was in the original script for the for the one the aborted you know, attempt, and they I, talk about you know that a little bit. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I mean, <clears throat> just in the sense that they seemed like thematic Silver Age stories. You know, of okay, course, yeah. of course, Amazo would team up with Ultron. They're both robots. Mm-hmm. You know, that were made by. Scientists, of course, Kang would team up with the Lord of Time because they're both time travelers. And you know what? I think that was the original. original that, that was the, the original. yeah. That that was the original Jerry Conway one that uh, um, that that didn't happen. So I think that was uh, that was used probably intentionally. But for especially that in this sequence, you see. You know, you, Justice League Detroit is around every every single Avenger well, and Justice League member you see. This was uh, I, we may have mentioned it before. And I know that that George Perez has talked about it before. That his goal is to draw every character that Marvel and DC has ever had in any comic book, and I think he probably knocked out about fifty percent in this four-issue series because there are pages where there are literally hundreds of characters on on the pages so i think he he knocked out he knocked out about half of he got the, a lot ha- of it done yeah. a lot of it done in this in this port in this portion of the book and of course you get to the section where uh, the phantom stranger who is a just who was a justice league member uh he kind of shows up and explains you know something is rotten that's going on and another one of my favorite portions of the book is he brings them to where Grandmaster is. Grandmaster explains his plan that he was trying to hold off Corona by trapping him between the worlds, but now Corona sort of figured it out, and he's going to bring him together, he's going to destroy him, and he's going to figure out the nature of the universe. You know, you already killed Galactus trying to figure out the history yeah. of the universe, of of the birth of uh, of worlds. The pre, He wanted to know what happened before the Big Bang. Yeah, so. that's always... If I was Corona, I would just give up on that. It seems like he's really <laughs> just causing himself a lot of problems. And uh, again, there's an opportunity for great story points because Grandmaster reveals 
that, listen, if you change things back, here's how your life is going to be. And we see all the terrible things that have happened to all the characters. You know, Barry knows he's going to die. Hal knows that he dies because he's the specter at Mm -hmm. at this point. Everyone sees Batman knows that he's going to, he's going to lose Jason Todd. And yeah, yeah, they can see what's going to happen when they go back. And then we have, you know, the, the quiet portion of the story where they're all sort of like, you know, should, everyone admits that they have to, we have yeah. to do this, we have to go back. And even though knowing and that they're going to die, they're yeah, all going to. It's because they're heroes. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, and, a, it's, a, it's a very hero defining moment in the book. And we even see Spider Man. So they, Teen <laughs> Titans, you know, it, it says JLA Avengers, but really, it's you see. DC every, Marvel. You see just about everything you can. You see all the teams working together. And it had some of my favorite sequences towards the end when they're. The calm before the storm when they're all sort of talking and we see, you know, Barry saying that uh, it won't be so bad if Wally, you know, if someone mm-hmm. else takes his spot knowing that he, someone's still doing what he yeah. did. And if it's going to be somebody, then Wally's the right person. And they're kind of it. like, yeah. yeah, and that guy who wears yours looks all right, too. Like, <laughs> like, you know. And Hal's like, well, I guess it'll be okay if I, I kill all my friends. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and, guess, and, and... I guess I'll go. And then, you know, <laughs> the Aquaman-Thor discussion, which is, you know, it's fun. Thor, Thor is kind of really awesome in the whole story because he mm. just, in that heavy Thor speak, the entire time, where he's, and he's like, I would beat Superman in a fight if we had enough time. <laughs> you know, like he, he had the upper hand for a while. And then we have uh, Captain America and Superman who have been at, sort of at odds with each other the whole time. Sort of have, like, they come together, and Superman says that Captain America's got to be the one to lead them when they go in. And Captain America wants Superman to use the shield when they're busting into the corpse of galactus which he which krona's used as his base and then you get to the big you know final the big, fight, the big final fight sequences they fight through to uh to get to krona which this is cool because now you get just about every well not just about you get every member of both teams through their entire history fighting just a, yeah and every variation of every costume they've ever worn fighting just about every villain Mole that man, has, oh. you know you got any group hydra you got you got Hydra, you got Cobra. Every bad guy you can think of is involved in this story. You know, don't think about it too much and how we got them all there. But yeah, just, just no, it's, you know. well, it's you know the the the, the worlds are colliding and of course the matchup, shifting, the matchup yeah. everyone was waiting for: Batroc the Leaper versus Batman. <laughs> the matchup that I finally, was dying, finally, finally after years of reading comics when I was like, who would win uh, between Batroc and, of course, you know. Batman, Batman beats Batroc. You know. him pretty bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not, a, it's not a, hu- a huge issue. And in my favorite, scene, it really, it's Flash. That's uh, Flash that saves the day with Hawkeye. Sort of, you know. Well, it has to be Flash. Always, always solves any of the the crisis problems. Yeah. So, so. he uh, he and Hawkeye are the you know the big heroes of the story. And it's just it it's not complicated. Well, the, what the what, it, what I like about about them doing that and the the universal switchover of bringing back old classic members of of each team is that whenever you do something th- this came out in what 2004 2000 yeah. something like that early early 2000s and uh, I remember when it was coming out 2003 2004 2003 2004 the 2003 2004 team rosters for JLA and Avengers are only going to be like that for so long. Yeah. You have people like Triathlon 
<laughs> triathlon was yes. He gets about four panels of play there, but I mean, it, the, the, it brings the, a way to bring in the classic characters. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like okay, yeah. I I want to see the current JLA, but you know, damn it, I want to see Barry and Hal, and you know, I want to see the, those classic characters. I see classic Aquaman look, you know, not necessarily. You know, so they find exactly. a way. He, yeah. I mean, the plot of the story is really in service solely to the desires to have these things happen, to see all the characters in the costumes, but. Music and Perez do a good enough job to make it fun enough that you don't sit there and go, oh, God. They they did the impossible in that. They probably scratched about every fanboy itch in a comic book plausible way that was yeah. a very fun read. Yeah. I, that, 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 this book is, is, I mean, that is no small order to do a JLA Avengers book and, yeah. and to, to make – Pretty much anyone that would read it have their tiny moment in in yeah, the sun, yeah. and they did that. And that's hey, you if, know. You like, uh, if you like, if you like Justice League Detroit, there was one panel where they were sort of in it. There Vi- you go. Vibe is in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Listen, vibe fans, you got what you wanted. Of course, no, you have you, to- no vibe fan. Vibe fan, you, of course, <laughs> you get so- Jeff Johns is the one vibe fan, and then uh, you you get. Uh, you know, Superman picks up Mjolnir, so you always have that. You, know, mm-hmm. you have that great moment of, of Thor and Superman working together, and Corona gets compacted down into a cosmic egg the that egg. has made appearances in the Justice League and in Trinity, and mm-hmm. it's been a part of the DC universe for a while. Which actually, and once again, going back to the the first aborted attempt that was. Uh, uh, Kang was trying to go back to the dawn of the universe of course, yeah. to uh, to recover the cosmic egg, which is what the Marvel Universe was born out mm-hmm. of. So they love these cosmic eggs. Eggs hatching. It's not mm-hmm. that far of a stretch to say something hatches. It hatches from an egg. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, it's the, <coughs> the most um, – without a knowledge of the DC or Marvel characters, the story is sort of ridiculous and oh, yeah. it's incredibly slow moving and like, oh, another fight sequence. But the whole joy of the story is if you know the characters and you enjoy Marvel or DC mm-hmm. characters and you've read Avengers and you've read Justice League, it's fun. It's yeah, just well, it's a fun, kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like crisis in that, uh, yeah, in that regard. celebration yeah. of it. It's a, a celebration of, uh, of just Marvel and DC superhero comics. Now, you had mentioned some of the uh, some of the great Easter eggs yeah. that were in uh, in the there's art of the book. Everywhere in this book, it's and, there's and, great and websites with annotations. Yeah, there's yeah an, annotated sites. The uh, the compendium the uh, that came with the deluxe edition kind of goes panel for panel. And we'll tell you what costumes are on who from what era. And there are um, – uh, you had been – I don't know the, the – there are very few classic covers that are embedded into my brain like like you. But apparently there are panels in here that are like inverses of classic covers. It's like they'll take like a, a, J, a classic JLA cover and then yeah. all of the characters will be the Avengers in those poses. And Yeah, and, there's a lot. I mean there's, there's a, lot a lot of that, of that stuff, stuff in there. Yeah. If you have the comparison or if you've got the trade and you can look online, there are tons of annotation sites that will point out exactly like I'm because every page has that. Every page has uh, Easter eggs of that sort of type going on. Whether it's uh, they even it is, my favorite part, the uh, my favorite appearance of anything in this book is of that uh, when it was just Justice League uh, America, like in the nine must have been the nineties when there was this weird 
pterodactyl creature that hung out with the Justice League, and he appears in the book, and I'm like, man, if, if music <laughs> is going that he's going deep that deep. into this, yeah, you know, if he's going into that night, be right before, mm-hmm. if he's going into the Justice League right before Grant Morrison started writing it, then we are we're we're deep, we're deep into the story. But uh, again, it's it's fun if you and even if you. For some reason, you only read DC, you only read Marvel. It's still totally worthwhile. It'll be fun. You'll be introduced to all kinds of other characters, and it, I, it's one of my favorite things. I read it every year. I read this and really? Crisis on Infinite Earths all the, like once a year, usually on a weekend if you I'm sick or something. Add Secret Wars to that, and you'll be good. Eee, eee. Uh, Secret Wars is all, <laughs> eh, it's all right. It hasn't held up very well. I I like Avengers Forever. You know, I just I just started read I'm I'm reading that the same time that I'm finishing this up and those are fantastic companion books to each other because yeah. it's uh very very similar in feel and uh who is that Busick as well? Yeah. Okay. Same okay. team. Yeah. Busick and Perez doing it. Perez do? No. Did he do it? Which am uh, I thinking of? Yeah. Uh, who did Avengers Forever? Pacheco? Yes. Okay. Yes, I got, I got yes, all my stuff yes, mixed up. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, Busick does a good job of... He's uh, really good at recalling older styles of writing, whether you think that's a good thing or not. I know some people will read some of the older... You know, some people would read this, mm-hmm. I think, and maybe think, oh, there's a lot of yeah, but... exposition and a lot of caption boxes. But it's you sort of in it, the you, style yeah, of the story. Yeah, you need it for something that harkens back for, you know... 50 years. You need people to call each other by name so you know who triathlon is. Yes. <laughs> Without the annotations. <laughs> who the hell is that guy? What, Why is what? that guy there? But I'm, when did he join the Avengers? <laughs> when did he's, he leave the Avengers? He's triathlon. Yeah. I guess there was a reason for Avengers disassembled. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, think he was a triathlon hater. Yeah, probably. If you, if you love tri, if triathlon is your favorite, favorite character, project. email us at info at aroundcomics.com. All right. Well, are we uh, are we done with our talk on Avengers that, yeah. JLA? Okay. Well, if you uh, if you enjoyed uh, Avengers JLA, which we certainly hope you did, uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, email us at that same address, info at aroundcomics.com, or you can email um, uh, myself at, at chris at aroundcomics.com. I don't think Tom ever checks his around comics email. Uh, if you've sent something to me, I have not looked at it in <laughs> a year. So sorry. Uh, let's go ahead and announce our next book club selection. What is it? I have uh, hand selected. Uh, there's been much hand wringing, um, tearing of cloth as as I <laughs> no <laughs> sackcloth and ashes yeah. as as I have tried to decide what the uh, what the book club selection is. And um, uh, a few months ago, I had uh, kind of sat up in a cold sweat. A vision. Like, You're on a vision quest and a sweat lounge. I've never read Hellblazer. And uh, and your wife said, "Go back to sleep, Chris." <laughs> yes, it's What's like your problem. No, she said, "Go go buy some Hellblazer. Go, go out on the couch." Uh, <laughs> I've never read Hellblazer. You don't understand. And then the your dog attacked yeah. you. <laughs> you are the only person my dog has ever bit. She thought about wood, though. I would bite wood. Yeah. He looks suspicious. <laughs> he is suspicious. He's a capitalist. He probably trained. So I I, uh, I, I put out a, a post, I think on the 11 o'clock uh, comics message boards, of I've never read Hellblazer, um, show me the way. And of all people, I got, uh, I got a private message that says, Chris, I am the 
the preeminent Constantine expert oh, really? in North America. Really? And this is what you should read. And all of this was listed out, and it was signed Jeff Lemire. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So this is well, it, it, Jeff. We'll see, huh? If if you so, this is really Jeff Lemire's. This is Jeff, Jeff Lemire's, Lemire's pick. So, God, um, this is Dangerous Habits. Uh, Constantine Hellblazer, Dangerous Habits. It is written by Garth Ennis with art by William Simpson and um, Billy Simpson. I I. Uh, I went backwards on this one. I didn't read it backwards. I watched the you are thorough. You I read it forward <laughs> and I read it backwards. I I my introduction to Constantine mm-hmm. as a character was the Keanu Reeves movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, jeer jeer if you will. Yeah. I actually like that movie. It's and not, it's not terrible. It's not like, terrible. I suppose people that are big Constantine fans are probably like yeah. And, and so for me coming into it cold, I actually liked it. I thought it was fine. Uh, I went. I went back and and read Dangerous Habits, which uh, which once again Jeff had had uh, suggested as a, as a good starting point. If you uh, if you like the Constantine movie, a lot of those concepts are in this book. Okay, um, that this this particular storyline was really mined for the for the Constantine um, script. So, uh, Dangerous Habits. It is uh, from Vertigo, and uh, InStockTrades.com will be sponsoring this. I haven't uh, heard back from yeah, them on, oh. on what the on what the exact percentage. Did we lose our sponsorship? But no, Are no, they no, gone? no. I just emailed them today. It was oh, my, okay. my, I was much hand wringing, Tom. I didn't decide on this <laughs> until to today. One. What were the other choices? Um, Jar of Fools by uh, um, uh, Jason Lutz was was probably second place, which, okay. uh, which uh, we'll talk about on Around Comics probably on Monday. Uh, this one retails for 14.99 and so i'm sure that with the uh what already with the 30 i think 37 percent discount it's under ten dollars and they're probably going to up the discount even yeah, more you so you gotta be you gotta be a real idiot yeah not to buy this I, this is a thanks. real moron you <laughs> must like being poor it is uh yeah it's it's basically about a ten dollar trade after your online discount or even you know go into your lcs and you can pick it up if for, you don't for buy that bucks. i have a, a bridge in brooklyn i'd like to sell you yeah there you go there you go tom always al- always always uh uh, you know, making audio love to the listeners and uh, ingratiating yeah, yourself. So, yeah, I mean, just buy it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, um, which actually, um, y- you can you can borrow my copy. Oh, thank if you. you. Would like? So, oh, I would love to. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That is our uh, book club uh, episode on Avengers JLA or JLA Avengers, which we didn't mention uh, when it came out in single issues. The uh, first and third issue were JLA Avengers, and the second and fourth issues were Avengers JLA. Yeah. So, which was keeping it keeping it real, keeping it even, mm-hmm. keeping it exactly Not, even. Nothing can change, and everything must end in a stalemate. Every yeah. <laughs> no one must have even Quicksilver gets his one moment against the Flash. I'm sure he does. Yeah, of course but, he does. I mean. Seriously. You kind of so. rolled your eyes whenever that happened. but Yeah, uh, Quicksilver's a bitch. <laughs> all right, so thank you to InStockTrades.com for sponsoring this. Uh, I think you can probably still pick that up tomorrow for that uh, additional discount. And then run out and get uh, Hellblazer, Constantine, Dangerous Habits. And we will be back with you on that. That It's a pretty quick read, so I think we can probably knock that one out here in uh, in the next month. So uh, right. go ahead nice. and get it, and then Tom can start uh, wringing his hands on what his selection is going to be.
All right. All right. Oh, it's right back to me. That's right. It is. It's right, right back to you, my friend. Oh, fuck. All right. Thanks, folks. Uh, once again, this was a, a special uh, a special episode of Around Comics, our book club. So if you want to come back on Monday for a full-length episode of uh, general comic book and comic culture discussion, you uh, are certainly invited to do so. In the meantime. In between time. Thanks, sir. Thank we you. will be everywhere in... And around comics. You like that? I said it sort of in a sexy. Oh, yeah. Let me. Yeah. I don't know. Some people find my voice sexy. I don't know. You're married now, so. The sexometer is, yeah. Don't tell the lady fans I'm married. They can imagine that they have a chance with me. It's like with the boy bands. We're like on Menudo. They're just going to replace us with younger versions. When we. Get up to 50. We saw how that. expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.